Real JP Multimedia, proud sponsor of the Nerdball Podcast. Here to help you with all things audio, video, graphics, photo, web design. From weddings to real estate, commercial business to private use, we offer a big variety of services for almost any budget. And if we can't do it, we will find someone who can. Find us at realjp.com. That's R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Real JP Multimedia. This is Nicholas Taylor, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Awesome. All right, Nick. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Um, we we went to high school together, uh, but then we kind of, and I don't think this is saying anything wrong, but we kind of went in different, ran around different circles. Yeah. Right. Um, we knew each other. I, I'm pretty sure we said hi. We were cordial to each other. You know, we weren't enemies or anything. Yeah. Uh, we just didn't hang out with each other. Um, so that's how I, I knew you. Or. Uh, from the start, uh, did you always live in Perrysburg? Or have you always grown in Perrysburg? Um, I lived uh, in Toledo, Ohio, since I was like two years old. Okay. I, I, I apologize. My, my parents divorced in two years old, and then uh, about like three or four years old, uh, I went to Perrysburg, Perrysburg Heights. Okay. And lived out there. Um, and then like about summer of sixth grade, my parents got enough money. They wanted to build a house. They asked me if I wanted to go move uptown Perrysburg yeah. or stay in the Heights. And yeah. we've been living out there for so long. We have so many friends out there. We can run around and pretty much do whatever we want out there. Yeah. So I had my parents. They they built, they built a four-bedroom house, a three-bath. Yeah. There, so in yeah. the Heights. Yep. In okay. the Heights. Yeah. So it's a beautiful house. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was just talking to uh, Leah DeLeo uh, a few weeks ago. We were talking about you know community stuff, and I met her at a Starbucks, and I uh, I told her how much of the Heights reminds me of my dad's community in Texas. He grew up in Texas. It's just small, really small, um, but everyone like knows everyone, and it just seems to look out for everybody. I, yeah. I, you know. It's a uh, generations and generations yeah. that grew up there. And they all look out for each other and all the kids that run around there. You know, there's not really sidewalks. Now mm-hmm. they started to try to put a sidewalks in on the one side yeah. of it, but there's not much sidewalks. There's kids running around, cars driving throughout there. So yeah. everybody's watching out for everybody's kids out there. Yeah, it seems it just seems like a nice uh tight knit community. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um you you went to Perrysburg High School. Uh what what'd you do after after high school? Uh I went to Penn Adult Education. I okay. did some auto body work um then uh, i went i graduated and then uh, i don't know i was really having a hard time finding you know finding a a job after that you know they went two years experience everywhere yeah yeah so like right (laughs) right after i uh i did that i was like kind of you know you know kind of like upset about the whole thing because i was really wanted to get myself into that i'm all about low riders oh yeah like that and and uh, i wanted to get myself involved with something like that but I don't know. It just didn't go that route. Yeah, I do. One thing that stands out uh, being on your Facebook is I, I, my dad worked uh, thirty years for GM, so I like Chevy, you know. Yeah. And all those trucks that you put on there, man, those lo- like all those low riders, everything's like, man, those are so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love all that stuff. So I, I, I probably could have bet money that you were gonna drive up in the Chevy, not even knowing what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all about Chevy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it what is? Is it just because you uh, like those more than anything else? Yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. That's very dependable vehicles. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, I, don't, I see that you have one. Yeah, yeah. I had my first truck was 13 years old before I sold it. It was a regular cab, 2007 Silverado. Oh. Uh, my my family, you know, was getting bigger and they needed we needed room and, and be able to cart them around. So I needed to get something not regular cab. Although oh. regular cab is my favorite. Like if yeah. I if I could buy another truck and probably when uh, when I I'll probably end up giving this one to my son uh, in six years when he can drive or in five years. Oh man, five years that's crazy. <laughs> um, and then I'll buy another regular cab pickup truck. But I I just love it. They're they're so nice to have. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you went to Penna, trying to find a job after that. Um, what what did you end up you know doing? Um, from there, uh, I I ended up having kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, I had my first daughter after I was twenty a uh, week after I turned twenty years old. Okay. Yeah. Now now she's eighteen, graduated. <laughs> you know that's so crazy. That's cra- yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Wow. And then my other daughter, she's a senior right now in Perrysburg. Okay. And uh, yeah, she's about to graduate this year. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. So and then I have a thirteen-year-old son. Okay. Yeah. Do they? Uh, 
Did, did you play sports at all uh, in high school? Uh, I, I did a little bit of a... I'm trying to get in a little bit of wrestling. I was, I was chilling with Jose. Okay, you know, yeah. That's you know my best friend. I, I, still, I still talk to him yeah. to this day. Yeah. I like Jose. He's always posting about uh, his landscaping business and the, and the things that he does. Yeah, he's a, he's a hard worker, yeah. man. Definitely. He's, he always seems like he's like... Just having a good like he always has a smile on his yeah, face. Definitely yeah, definitely very yeah. de- very dependable worker, yeah. man. He's a very hard worker. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, you you said you wrestle a little bit. Yeah, wrestle a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I, I did some soccer when I was younger. Uh, okay. Uh, baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, but n- nothing into high school though. Yeah. I I, I just um, the junior high was the wrestling and and um, um, that's about it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Um, did you want to do any of that stuff, and you tried out and didn't make it, or you just you just didn't want to do any sports or anything? Uh, just didn't really. want to. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm I am all about football, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what, what like NFL, college, everything? Uh, NFL, NFL. I know Cowboys. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys. Oh yeah, and, me too, man, and, for sure. And the Michigan for. Oh yeah, college. so you, yeah, you're having a good year right now, man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, man. I I have so many Ohio, uh, Ohio State fans on my timeline, like. Yesterday or Friday when USC lost, they were, they were, I've never seen them so excited. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. man, you got to like be excited because somebody else is winning yeah. or lost for you to get in, right? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> do you uh, do you get together with people and watch watch the Ohio State Michigan game? Um, actually, this this year I didn't. Actually, I had to work. So, oh no! Okay. Yeah, so like, I'm, I kept them running out in the training room and yeah. and watching the TV and trying to watch the score. Because yeah. in the beginning I was watching the, the show until I got I had to go to work. But and then, oh, okay. then later on I was trying to trying to peek in there, try to see. <laughs> yeah, because I, I work at Glassy Canine right now. Okay. Yeah, I work with dogs. All right. Yeah. I said what what so here move that mic a little bit closer to you. What what uh what do you do there? Uh, I'm a kennel tech. Okay. And uh, we brace, we also we do uh still uh, doing like recalls of uh, commands like okay. to keep on doing the commands like for the for the trainer we um it's behavioral issues there and I don't know we have a lot a lot of pit bulls that come through there uh-huh. and uh, you know like and I it's I think what's awesome what our, our the place does because you know they at least give the dog a chance you know like I feel like some of these pit bulls go to other places that. Uh, don't fully give them a chance, and and they get put down. Yeah, and uh, that. And what uh, is that? What is that place called again? It's Glass City Canine. Glass City Canine. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I work there right now. It's a great place. Yeah. And uh, but you know, I'm trying to expand myself. Uh, sure. Another you know directions. Uh, doing like service dollar work. Yeah. Uh, I want to do get involved with that more. You know, I actually was a part of service dot work. You know. I know it's probably something you want to get into later on, but uh, oh, good, no, whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, we're good. I actually got into service dog work when I was in prison. Okay. And, uh, uh, do you mind me asking why you went there? Uh, yeah, uh, I actually got in, in an argument with a an ex. I actually had some uh, uh, past uh, with me and my stepfather. You know, uh, not getting along. You and so, your stepfather? Yeah. yeah so okay. we had, I had I had some domestic violence with that. You know. Okay. Uh, that, you know, I mean, that, you know, being you know, so you know, so-called unruly teen, yeah, and, you know, yeah. and uh, just not getting along with each other, really, what it mm-hmm. was, and and so I had that in the past, and then I had an ex, and then, and then she, I also she was doing stuff that she shouldn't have been doing, mm-hmm. like, um, so that caused a lot of issues, sure, and, sure. and uh, I got myself, you know, a little amped up more than I should have been, yeah, and, you know, but the thing is, is you live and learn, mm-hmm. and and uh, that's where I'm I'm coming about, you know, like. You know, it was all like a blessing in disguise going there. Yeah. You know, I learned a lot. I became a man there, just a true, like a true man. I got myself in a military uh, program there. It's called Oasis. Okay. Uh, it's a recovery program. You know, trying to get myself in a, going on the right track. Yeah. I, I, uh, my counselor had nine numbers. That means he's been to prison nine times. Oh, really? Uh, changed his life. Became a counselor. It was working in the prison. Uh, not that long ago, passed away. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, what was his name? His name's Hodge, okay. uh, Mr. Hodge, and uh, oh Derek Hodge. I'm yeah. sorry. And uh, yeah, he was a, he was a wonderful guy, man. I learned a lot from him. Even after I, you know, came out, I actually reached out. I actually went and met up with him, had breakfast with him, and you know, paid for his breakfast and went to Columbus. You know, because that's where I actually was incarcerated in okay. Pickaway Pickaway Correctional Institution. Yeah, yeah. So you know, being so. A lot of that goes back to what you talked about with your step stepfather. Like that's it's already like being divorced, a uh, kid of divorced parents is already hard, right? Um, 
sometimes depending on parents like they're pulling you one, like hey be on my side or or the, or the other ones like hey be on my side so you're already caught in between and then bringing when they start dating other people or getting married to other people just adds another thing like hey i didn't sign up for this yeah. you know and it's it's a lot on a kid you yeah. know kid being 9 12 18 like it's yeah. it's hard on them so you know yeah. i'm i'm not saying like Hey, you probably shouldn't have done what you did, you know, because you got in trouble for a reason. But, um, you know, it's 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 a two way street there, right? There's yeah. also an adult in the room that should probably be able to handle themselves a little bit better. Yeah. And 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 then you, you you know it starts there, and then you know if you can't figure it out or if you don't have people to help, then it goes to where it went. You end up in prison, but you found somebody there to help you out. And how long were you in prison for? Uh, a year and a half. Okay. Uh, they were trying to give me three years, nine months. Okay. Uh, I I did a Alfred plea. You know, saying you know, they're not I'm not I'm not admitting no guilt, but there's enough evidence against me. Yes, yeah. So you know, I just went with that. Yeah. And then I pretty much put it to the mercy of the judge. Okay. And right. you know, actually, I had maximum Mayberry, so he he's usually gives the maximum, maximum. Mayberry. Is that what you call them? Yeah, wow. Yeah, and he's a judge there in Wood County, and you know, that's what they call him. And, yeah. and then he usually gives the maximum, maximum, and I got real lucky. Yeah. You know, I, I, I read a heartfelt letter to him, and I think he really heard me out. Yeah, for sure. If, especially if he has that nickname and he basically cut your sentence in, in half. And, and actually, know. I was on probation at the time. You know, that's where the other nine months was coming oh, along. Oh, okay. And uh, I actually had my probation officer you know, coming to the judge and asking for the mercy of the judge to to allow that to go with the the time. So, oh. like, dismissing the nine months. Yeah. You know, allowing that to go with the time that... You know, because he said uh, I was doing great until I got in this relationship, which mm -hmm. I really was. Sure. You know, like I you know, and the thing is that I thought I really met a really good girl, and because I met her, at, you know, at church. Mm -hmm. and I've been going to Cedar Creek for about like ten years now. Okay. You know, maybe a little bit more than that, but uh, you know, I met her there, and I thought, you know, you know, what what a better place to meet somebody, you yeah. know. And I'm not saying she's a bad person. You know, other, you know, people, like I, I don't. I don't know. I actually met. I saw her not that long ago. Yeah. I know. I didn't say no. That I could have said something to sure. her, but it's not worth it, though, yeah. man. It just I know what's worth, what's not. And uh, thing is, is like I, I don't hate her. She yeah. she actually did me a, like I said, it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. You know, honestly, it actually made me a better person. Well, I never, I never fault people like my mom. Like if if anybody would see, you know, my mom. We talked about it before the podcast. You look yeah. at her, you're like, there's no way she went to prison. Yeah, and she did, right? And yeah. she's just she's five foot nothing, and you know, just little. Now she's a grandma. Like in in like when my kids get old enough and realize, like, wait, Mimi, Mimi was in jail. Mimi is in prison, and then she can tell them about it. You yeah. know, like it opens their eyes a little bit. So I, I, just going through that. My brother went through that. You know, just going through that. Like I understand. Good people do bad things. Now, are there bad people who do bad things? Sure, you know, but then I try not to associate myself with those kind of people. But good people do bad things or have a bad night or a bad week or a bad year. Like, all these things comp could compound, you know, but it doesn't mean they're a horrible person. It just means that, you know, something bad happened. When you were when you were in prison, um, having never, you know, I, I've, I don't even know if I, I've never been arrested or anything. I just, you know either lucky sometimes you know because i i did stuff too you know i was, yeah, I was yeah. just i was just lucky um but going going there going in like tell me at the beginning like when it happened like were you scared like what what were you like feeling yeah i had a lot of emotions going through me yeah but i i just knew that like i like i've always used it like this anger that I had built up inside me man it's like you know like it all stems like i've always like in my life, try to protect people that I love, uh -huh. and uh, even in stem cell, like, oh, I was two years old. Like in, when I was in prison, like my the, my counselor in prison, he he broke it all down. We we went down to the nitty gritty of yeah. everything, man. And you know, like I was protecting my mom when I was younger, man. I had guys coming in and out of my life. Yeah. And uh, I uh, tried to defend my mom. Try to be. Uh, I remember one time I was like uh, being babysitted. My mom was working like two, three jobs at yeah. the time, and and uh, I seen my very first altercation, and uh, you know, like it actually traumatized me. I was actually like two years old. I looked at my brother, and he's like seven, so he, my brother's like five years older than me, my older brother, and I could tell he was scared. And as after after that point in time, I just knew that I was I was on my own. Like yeah. I had to like. So I was like, even though I was two years old and like two, three years old and these guys were coming out, I, I remember these guys. Mm -hmm. I remember their names. Like, I remember these guys coming out of my life. That's so, so crazy. I remember uh, two, two, three years old. I remember, 
being in a, an apartment on the east side on Vinyl Street and walking, you know, I'm, I'm not saying my mom's a bad mom. You know, my mom was working two, three jobs. My mom was trying to do the best she could. Yeah. You know, but me and my brother, we'd walk down to my cousin's house, which was like right down the street from there. But still, you know, we're just, you know, doing pretty much doing whatever yeah. we could. And, you know, like taking advantage of the time my mom was sleeping and stuff like that. And, but like, I just remember that time where the altercation happened and just feeling like I had uh, to be the man of the house, I guess you want to say. And, mm-hmm. and after that, I, I was trying to be the man of the house, you know, and always defending, you know, my mom, you know, even in, later on, my younger brothers. Um, it's a lot of pressure. Uh, my older feel, brothers, right? you know. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of pressure, especially as a little kid, to, like, feel like, oh, I got to do something about this. Yeah, and uh, I, I used to say stuff to these guys that come around, because my mom was a very, you know, pretty girl, and, you know, guys coming in and out, of, trying to come sure. around and stuff like that. Just, I would always say stuff, even, like, the babysitters would be trying to hit on her, and, the, uh, we, we always called them the monks, the last name of the monks. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I know, like, and they, they were actually like the last resort babysitter. Usually my cousins would watch us. Sure. So, like, you know, like my mom tried to do her best, you know. She was trying, you know, she was just trying to make ends meet mm-hmm. and working all those jobs that she was. How so, are, uh, how are, how is you, are your and your mom's relationship now? Uh, it's way better than now. Yeah. You know, she's, she, I don't know. I think she sees, you know, a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. No, still like, still back in her mind. You know, thinking that, you know, that he could, he's capable of doing what he's capable of doing. You know, yeah. like you know, that's that's upsetting. Yeah. Because I'm just trying to change everybody's views of myself, man, and that's why like I feel like I'm doing what I'm trying to do and mm-hmm. trying to change people's view of me, trying to change the community. Um, about this business I'm trying to put together. Yeah. But also, I want to say another thing. Uh, the whole thing with prison, man, I was there for like two, three weeks, and uh, I lost my son. Oh, really? Yeah. So I I lost my son, and uh, he he was born, and you know, and then he passed away, and and then not not much longer, I lost his mother, and uh, she was actually off 795 here in Perrysburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, going towards Toledo and uh, hit the black ice and hit the median. Oh, wow. And right there by Ohio Turnpike off 795, somebody came around the Ohio Turnpike going about, I don't know, 60, 70 miles per hour and, and hit her and killed her. Wow. And how old How old was she? Um, She was about 30, 31. Okay. All right. Yeah. So not only do you have to go to prison, you know, be there, but... Uh, almost immediately you get in, you have this, you know, these tragedies that you have to deal with. How, yeah. and, like, I, and I, I got to keep my emotions in. Yeah, because because, I, if, not, I because, because if you if you're out there, uh, you know, showing any weakness, yeah, they, they prey on the weak. Yeah, and uh, they will, they will. What they, did you did you? So find... like I say, I had a real cool CEO. Mm-hmm. He took he found out the news and he took me to the back and, you know, he allowed me to, you know, the you know let out you know the tears and everything yeah. and. You know that I felt like I needed to get out of there, and and then he allowed me to wait back there for a while, and then until he felt like I was ready to go out there, and after that I just had to swallow up everything. I even tried to uh, be there for the funeral service, and uh, I got denied. Did you really? Yeah, so I got denied, and wasn't even able to even set my eyes on him. Yeah. And so, you know, so and it just tore me up, man. So that's another. Build another fire up on me to wanted to change and do things right, and that's what I've been trying to do. Did you? Um, I was going to ask you if there was if there was time or places you could go to let out emotions. Now your CEO helped you there. Was there other times where that was pretty much it? You just. Had I to mean, uh, once I got into Oasis program and uh, we built bonds with each other. Yeah. And we were there there for a while. Then we knew who like where her our real brothers were. Got it. You know, who was real there for you, man, and yeah. who wasn't, you know, and that you could do something like that. Can you yeah. explain the Oasis program? Um, it's, it's just, like I said, a uh, recovery program, trying okay. to, uh, it's, it's about, like, you can go to prison, man, and just, just lay in your, your bed and do whatever, man. Yeah. Lay that time away. Yeah. Sleep it away. You can, you know, be out there and out in the wreck, you know, out there outside with the general population. Yeah. Oops. 
and uh, no, and uh, general popula- population, and yeah. uh, you can go out there and uh, you know be with, and do whatever you want and not try to change. Mm-hmm. But I myself, you know, I I try to, you know, I see there's things that I needed to get a grip on. You know, obviously my my anger and and uh, and also uh, you know I got myself medicated. I taking medication. You know, you know it helped. It helped. It gave me a bigger fuse. You know, you know I, I don't know. This is the honest truth, man. Yeah. And that's, 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 I don't know. Well, it's good to, uh, I mean, you went to prison for a bad reason, but you have to make the best of a horrible situation, right? And it's good on you to realize, like, well, if I'm here, these things are offered. You know, I was already on my way. It sounded like you're already on your way up, right, doing good. Um, So I might as well make this better. Why why lay in bed? But if when I can do these, you know, the Oasis program and and be a part of something, right? Yeah, man, it was actually the best decision I ever made. I feel like I really became a man. You know, we're we're, uh, up every day at six o'clock in the morning, feet on the floor, beds made at forty five degree angles. Yeah, we all had to be sitting like tight, like in tights, like standing like a certain way in front of the. Our, our, our bed and it gets ex- expected every morning and yeah. from there we go to our programs and and you know programming all day long until about six seven maybe sometimes later than that depending on how the programs are yeah and we so we have a few hours in that but like honestly it was the best decision i ever did i was actually i just spent christmas there yeah yeah man that was actually uh humbling sure yeah sure. real yeah. you know real humbling man but like, i actually had a great time yeah, there was actually a, an awesome counselor that was there that she made our Christmas the best Christmas we could have, yeah. that we possibly we could have in prison. Yeah. You know, so it was real awesome. Did you get to, um, I mean, you spent Christmas there. Obviously, you spent other holidays there. Um, it, to me, it's amazing that um, knowing what happened to you when you first got in there, missing holidays, you know, missing, obviously, your other kids and everything. Like, to be able to just to try to stay as positive as you can now, I would imagine some of that, too, is is your brothers in the Oasis program, like, helping that along, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I was going to get myself into doing some CDL because uh, you can get your CDL there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I got myself, and I was, like, almost done with the CDL license. I only I, I only had to pass, like, a couple more things. Mm-hmm. So I passed, like, most of the tests for the CDL, and uh, I actually had a gentleman uh, that stole my coffee, and... Uh, you know that's where like you feel like you you gotta defend yourself, man. Yeah. If, if not, when someone takes yourself, you gotta. And and that's that's what happened, man. I had gotten into an altercation. I went to the hole. Yeah. I was there for a couple of weeks. My parents didn't even hear nothing from me, so they didn't know what the heck was going on. Mm-hmm. You know. And the only the only people that came and saw me was you know my dad, my mom, and my fiance. Yeah. What a. Uh, what kind of like. Um, did they come on a regular basis uh, to, my, to see you? My mom did. Okay, yeah, so I would imagine my mom I, I'm a, and my fiance, yeah, yeah. both both of them too did. Like like yeah. knowing that somebody's at least coming to see you once a week or whatever it is, you know, like it, it probably helps you get through stuff too, right? Yeah, it, it meant a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely it does. You know, yeah. at least you know who's there in your corner. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like you're. Yes, you're by yourself in there, but it doesn't feel like that all the time. Like, yeah. cause you know, or you can count on this, like, Hey, this, somebody's going to be here today with my mom or my, my fiance or, or my dad, somebody's going to be here to see me and to, you know, to at least, you know, were you, were you I, I don't know. I just know what my mom, like we were allowed to like hug and stuff. Were you guys allowed to do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just even having like, yeah. you take for granted being able to hug somebody. I would imagine when you're in there, like, but man, just like, you get to hug her like at the end, just at the end yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah you gotta sit still, down at the but table. Yeah, you sit down at the table yeah. and talk, and you know you're you're being watched, sure. like, watched like yeah. a lot, man. Yeah. So nothing. I mean, I, it's not like I was gonna try to pass anything on or sure, pass sure, anything on, sure. but I'm just saying like you're being watched, and I don't know. It was just wonderful just to have the the visitation, man. Just yeah. to hear your your name just being called to, for visitation, man. It's just yeah, you just get. I don't know. Your heart just. Feels a certain way, man. Sure. Yeah, you just feel like heck. Yeah, no, somebody cares about me. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would imagine that even though you knew they were coming, like how often did, were they allowed to come? Uh, they can come whenever. Like, okay. Yeah. It's my mom also works. She works at BGSU. Okay. All right. Yeah, at the college. You know, she's a custodian there. Oh, and, nice. okay. And uh, I don't know. She, I don't know. She likes it there. She loves it. And yeah. 
she works a lot, so it wasn't she wasn't able to come as much as I would like, but you sure. know, but she did come, you know, and it, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, the time that I got to spend with her. Well, I would imagine you you had someone there all the time, right? Every yeah. day, like, hey, yeah. come Heck see yeah. me, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. But you understand, yeah. like, hey, there's other things going on. Yeah, exactly. Recently. I had to work on myself too. Though, yeah. man. I just knew that, and I don't know. I actually. So, like, I, when I got into the Oasis program, when I was doing the CDO, I was, like, actually with another counselor. So, after that fight happened, I had to reapply to get back into to the Oasis program. Oh. You know, and that's how I came about getting Mr. Hodge. You know, Mr. Hodge, he's he's no joke. He, you, can't, you can't get nothing past him. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, he's seen, he's seen everything. Okay. So, like, I needed him. Sure. I needed a guy like him. I needed him to call me out on my BS. Yeah. Because, you know, like, nobody else was. Yeah. And also, like, I had him, and he really, he was, I don't know, real as it comes. Sure. Yeah, and, and he changed my, my, my life in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Well, so, sometimes it's those, family's going to be your family, you know, sometimes they'll be in and out, sometimes they're going to, they're, they're going to be whatever. Like, I know for my parents, my brother, um, he was almost 40 when he uh, passed away, but even, even my parent my parents would tell me, like, we can't, like, make him not do drugs because he's an adult we kind of so they get to the point where like they know and everyone knows it's going to happen or it is happening at whatever whenever he's gone um so it's just hard to like do anything but with someone outside like mr hodge it's an outsider he can just come in and be like uh i don't care about anything you're doing here's here's what i see here's what we're doing he can be hard nosed but also with love right he yeah. knows what he's doing and he's helping you because he he wouldn't and he wouldn't be helping you if he didn't see something already in you to say like yes this is gonna work yeah, I mean, even then he even let me know he's like i'm about to be your counselor he like yeah. he let me know like and i was like whoa man like yeah i was like man i i kind of got you know nervous about that because yeah. i already knew that he, he was gonna call me out on everything and yeah. i knew the counselor I had before, you know, bless her heart and everything, but I just knew that she was more of a pushover. I knew I could be able to get stuff past her. You yeah. know, things happen for a reason, man. Yeah. So maybe it all happened for a reason, yeah. you know, and, and, and maybe that's what it, you know, maybe the Lord knew I needed Mr. Hodge than yeah. my other counselor. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, so you were there for, uh, what would you say, a year? And a half. A year and a half. Yeah. Uh, so when you get out, what's what's there waiting for you? What, what are you doing? Um, you I, I get out. Um, I no, living with my fiance, uh, with her parents, actually. Yeah. You know, things were going all right. Uh, I got uh, my very first job, like, right away. I started working at Marco's on, in Rossford. Okay. You know, you know, delivering pizzas. I also, I still had my vehicle, so thank God. So, um, just out there delivering pizzas, doing that. Um, uh, uh, let's see, worked there for a while. Uh, got into working with landscaping with you know Jose. Okay, and that's uh, another good thing about having having friend. Like, I don't know how you got the Marco job. Maybe they just need a delivery driver. You don't know anybody there, but. With like Jose, like he knows you. He also knows what happened, but he knows you enough to be like, "Yeah, you come work here, man. Like we need people. You're a good dude. You're a hard worker. Let's work." You know? Yeah. Um, working with Jose, and then honestly, man, it's been real upsetting about Jose, man. Like, uh, I miss that dude, man. He he just moved to California. Did he really? You know, I didn't know I, that. I can't. I can't be down on like they but like you know like I'm happy for. Sure, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for him, man. He yeah. he went. He found he found a wonderful girl. Yeah. And, you know, you know, she was from the news, and you know, and I, I, got, I don't know. I think she got a a good job down there in, okay. in, in Cali, and and she can speak Spanish really good. And, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I'm happy for her, man. Yeah. yeah you know, but it, I don't know. It's just he was my guy, man. He was yeah. a person I go to like when I needed someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not like I can't reach out to him. Yeah. yeah it's just it's different. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, different when there's somebody there to, yeah. to talk to but I, I also talk to my dad a lot my dad lives in alabama okay so i, I talk on the phone so yeah. i'm not gonna lie my dad's pretty much like one of my best friends myself sure, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah so i'm real close with my dad and, yeah you know he actually left a uh, summer sixth grade so like when my when my uh my stepdad and my was building the house and everything he he moved to uh you know to alabama with my stepmom and okay. and you know you know they had their relationship that was this didn't go. I mean, they were there for a while and then didn't go well. Now he found somebody and he just got remarried and, you know, he seems to be real happy and yeah. you know they're trying to have like a Christian relationship and, 
you know, and he's actually kind of like a role model to me, you know, like he got his stuff together, man. And, and I, I, I don't know. I kind of look up to my dad uh, somewhat, yeah. you know, but like, I don't know, like I, myself, I'm, I'm trying to go for my dreams, you know, like, and I, and I'm so glad that like, I'm so where I'm at in my life that I can f- go for my dreams and, yeah. and, uh, to try to change my ways uh, of people's view of me and, uh, and I want to change you know the community in a better way and and that's where i've been trying to get this business to come out yeah i mean uh it's, it's called jacob taylor's one-stop people shop well, well i think i think i started to interrupt but i think it was perfect how you said that you're trying to change the image of of yourself right and, and into the community and all that stuff but it's also you're doing the same thing for the the dogs you're working with are the same way right most people see pit bulls as as mean horrible dogs they're always biting people this and that so not only are you trying to change the image of yourself but but you i'm not trying to equate you to a dog but it's just you're working with pit bulls for a reason right because you see yourself and them like hey everyone thinks a certain way about them everyone thinks a certain way about me we're changing it together yeah definitely and uh i i don't know i just i feel like they're the underdog i feel like they're being under misunderstood sure and uh they're loving and caring, loyal dogs, yeah. um, just like any other dog. Mm-hmm. They don't have that locked jaw, like everybody tries to say they have. Um, they're. I have a service dog. Her name's Amari. She's my best friend. She's a pit bull. Yeah. Yeah. She's American pit bull terrier. Okay. She's Brindle. Uh, she alerts me in my seizures. Speaking of that, you you sat down and the first thing you told me was like, "Hey, I, I was at the hospital last night, and you still came here because you had a seizure yet yesterday." Yeah, actually, That's the crazy. hospital hospital actually wanted to keep me. I I went against <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, no. I went against medical <laughs> decision because I wanted to be here, man. I don't know. This means so much to me more than what people think it does. Yeah. Uh, well, the exposure of my business means so much. Yeah. To me, I really like to because I know it's going to be a great thing for the community. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to train pitbulls to become service dogs for service veterans. Okay. And uh, I'm trying to hire nothing but ex addicts and ex felons. Sure. And uh, I'm trying to give them a chance, you know, like I'm trying to give the underdog, you know, you know, I'm trying to go to like rescues right before they're about to euthanize these dogs and and grab them and, and take them and, and train them uh-huh. for a wonderful need for I can give back independency towards a veteran. Mm-hmm. And then eventually my goal is to get my, my business bigger to get medical patients. Okay. So and do all take care of all the service dog medical reasons, you know, like diabetes, you know, uh, blood pressure, uh, seizures, all all the med- all the all the medical because I want to have it be a one stop pit bull shop. Like sure. everybody goes there for all all the service dog needs for pit bulls, and you know I know other places are gonna you know do stuff with pit bulls, which that's awesome, that's great, you know, yeah. and but like I want to have this place be like a wonderful spayed and neutered everything, yeah, you know. I just want to have a, a all all around wonderful place, you know. I can get people a a work a, a great work environment mm-hmm. that everybody gets along, uh, knowing that everybody's there for the greater good, you know, for the dogs, for the veterans, you know, even then for the patients. Yeah. Because even then, some of these veterans are going to have medical reasons too; they're going to need taken care of. Mm-hmm. So I might, you know, still take care of some of the medical needs as, with the service dogs. Where did you get your service dog? I got my service dog. I actually fully trained my service oh, dog. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, actually, I had her for PTSD and mobility. Uh-huh. I have fibromyalgia. Okay. Uh, I'm in pain like every day. Um, that's another reason why I had was doing a lot of stuff I was doing in the past. You know, I had a nine-year binge of opiates. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, trying to numb all the pain I was in. And uh, now I take uh regular medication I, I take lyrica and stuff like that for my fibromyalgia uh-huh. and 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 depico for my seizures and excapri and everything that i'm, I'm i actually got myself with like a doogie hauser type doctor yeah he's he's younger than me but he got me into all the you know specialists that i need to get to and because I, I had another doctor i felt like he was a quack he's i i felt like i knew about fibromyalgia more than he did yeah and I just didn't feel like I was in the great hands. And uh, so I was able to find this doctor, and it was the best decision I ever made. And yeah, yeah he actually, actually uh, later on, I started picking up what my dog Amari was doing with the seizures, calling me, whining, 
You know, like I wasn't really, I thought she maybe she wanted to go out for a walk. I thought she maybe wanted to go potty. I wasn't really sure. I wasn't even picking up on it. But then later on, it was happening so much and I would have these seizures. Then I started realizing, wait, she's like alerting me of my seizures. Yeah. And she would like to do it for like 10 to 20 minutes, sometimes even a half hour, sometimes an hour before I even have one. Then now I know like to lay down and to be in a safe place before I would even have it. Yeah. She, one time I had a seizure in the doctor's office and she was alerting me there. And it was, I was trying to get her to calm down. And I was like, wasn't really thinking anything like that. And even in my doctor, he, he mentioned it. And even then he signed off on her for being a seizure alert dog. Wow. He's seen it with his own eyes. So it was... You know, best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> where Where are you at now um, with your business? Um, I'm actually, I built a board. I got three people. That's all I need. Okay. Uh, I got two other people, wonderful people. Um, see, actually, I have a nurse that's from, from my program that I'm in. Okay. Uh, I'm no, not even court-ordered. Um, I was actually supposed to be three years on parole after prison. I was not even on parole for less than six months they they dismissed me of my pro oh awesome because i was doing everything i was supposed to be doing yeah um so i been myself in a program called talbot clinical services and uh i've been there um trying to do the right thing ever since uh worked on been working on myself counseling the whole nine yards um you know I know myself more than I've ever known myself. Uh-huh. Everything's been broken down, even 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 further than Oasis. You know, Oasis could do. I mean, I'm not saying they didn't get further deep in stuff. Yeah, they did. You know, but like, but it's a start, a, right? Yeah, it was a start, and I and I got myself working, and I, I I got myself in this program, and it was the best decision I ever made. It was actually one of the best. I I was actually one of the very first patients they ever had, and now they have like three different locations. Wow. And and. Uh, yeah, it's actually getting big. Actually, wait, it's so much changes. And the thing is, is man, that's another thing. I wanted to be that role model for those people that were there. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to keep on my my recovery and and do things right and uh, show people that it can it can be done. And uh, that's what I that's what I was been doing. And like I said, November second, two thousand fifteen, is my sobriety date. That's actually the day I started, uh, um, Talbot. Okay. And uh, I've been still going there still. You know, strong going to pro uh, groups. I go to more groups than I'm supposed to. You know, I just I don't know. The, uh, I have a lot of people knowing what I'm trying to do. I have a lot of people willing and uh, want to be volunteers, want to help. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a nonprofit work organization. Uh, the names all in that. I'm actually have a specialist put in a 501c3. So like, it's almost all the way together together nice um this is why like this 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 word of mouth exposure this right here is going to help me so much man i I really feel like it man and i i've been praying about it and i I hope to the right ears that somebody hears this because what i'm doing is going to be amazing man i know like i really know like i and i love people so much man i have a heart for them so much i i actually work more with my the dogs that at my work i actually Give a little extra more work to the pitbulls that that come in there. <laughs> so yeah, you're biased against yeah, pitbulls. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I wear a lot of pitbull shirts sure. and stuff like that. And I'm all about them, man, because I know they're, they're awesome dogs. They're very smart and intelligent dogs, man. And and they should not be. You know, they, if they get put in the wrong hands, yeah. that's the problem. Well, that's any dog, right? Though, right? Yeah. Yeah, but people just see it like pitbulls. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's. The thing is, I, I maybe what it is is it's so much easier to get a pit bull, man. Man, I don't uh, know. They, you know, yeah. just so then it gets in the wrong hands and then they get viewed. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure, but I know they're just wonderful, man. Like my dog Amari was the best decision I ever got. Yeah. And now I have another one. Yeah. So uh, there you go. I, I expanded <laughs> my family, and his name's Chico, yeah. and he's all white. And yeah, man, he's like actually a dog version of me. I got him <laughs> since he was a little puppy. You know, he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. You know, like he—he's not somebody to like start a fight, but he, he'd be one to like defend himself just sure. in case. Like, so like he's not mean. He doesn't have mean bolt in his body. In his body, but he felt like if he had to defend himself, he would. But yeah. just I feel like any dog would be the same. One hundred percent. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's, it's not not uh, nothing towards the pitbulls or anything. No. But yeah, he he's awesome actually, man. Like, and he's like, I can literally put my hand out. And he would put his head right in my head. Yeah. And, right, and he would just lay there and just stare at me. Like <laughs> his he, giant head. They, I feel like yeah. all people have giant heads. Yeah. yeah. Big black heads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, man. 
it's just, I don't know. And then, uh, you know, just having the opportunity to go work with dogs after, you know, I just didn't think it was, you know, being in prison and working with dogs, you know, it was one thing. You know, uh, going to find a job is another, man. Yeah. And I finally got the opportunity to be working with dogs, man. And I, and I it's, that's definitely where it's at. That's where I wanted. I never knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. It's, I found my niche. This is what I, this is it, man. I know it. I know for a fact. I, I just cold like wholeheartedly in my heart yeah. feel this is it, man. I, I, and I'm an empath and I feel like that helps a lot with the dogs. Like, uh, I feel, I feel like, I don't know, vibes, like, you know, and gut feelings and stuff like that. And they, they, they feel that they feel the same thing. Mm -hmm. So they, they can sense a bad person and, you know, all that stuff. And a lot of these dogs, they come out of that threshold of that kennel. Their state of mind is totally different because then inside of there, they feel like they got to be, you know, protect themselves. They're scared, yeah. blah, blah. They don't, you know, especially going to like a new place, like, you know, Glass City, or even in, you know, Jacob Taylor's one-stop pit bull shop. Yeah. Once I get them, you know, like, they're all going to be a certain way. And that's why, like, you know, like, there's some rescues around here. And I'm saying no names because I don't want to be like that. Yeah. But uh, I just don't feel like they're giving them the chance they deserve. Like, I don't I don't think they're educated enough to to know, like. So, like, when they see the, the dogs acting like that, they see that as other dogs being as aggressive, mean dog. And they get put down because of it. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not like picking up, like these guys are scared. They don't know you, you know, the whole nine yards are not even given the chance. Yeah. And this is where I, my place, I want to have my place, you know, give them a chance and also be a no kill zone. Mm. I don't want none of my dogs. I don't care. I, you know, I know not all the dogs are going to be qualified to become service dogs, but that's why I'm going to have like a rescue so they can be. A, family basic, dog. a basic training to a family dog, yeah, yeah. so they yeah. can be adopted out. And if they don't get adopted out, you know that's where I'm trying to get some, uh, you know, acres out in the country, you know, and uh, have them live, have lifers live out there if they yeah. got to live out there, man. But I'm not trying to put them down at all. Sure, sure. I, I just can't do it. I don't have the heart to do it. Well, it's not, it sounds like too, like because of where you at and who you talk to and and the different programs you're involved in like there isn't a shortage of people to be like hey if you need something let me know or if you need help out let me know the, and I did like when you said like hey I, this is what I want to do I know this is what I want to do because most of these kids like I I coach high school football so I'm talking to these kids and like hey what do you want to do afterward like I don't know what I want to do after high school I I'm going to college for this but I don't know business but who knows just to know that like uh we're almost 40 Right, me and yeah. you, and you're just now figuring out like, like what you want to do, exactly. and and that's not bad. Like you, you know what you want to do now, and that's okay. Same thing with with uh, me. Like I graduated from Owens when I was 26, you know, or 24. So like, there's things happen, just like we've said several times here. Things happen for a reason, or things happen at a certain timeline. Like it doesn't have to be like. It, uh, 18, I'm going to this college. I'm going to be here for four years. I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to work 30 years at this. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. And if you don't know and you're lost along the way, that's okay. Find find things that you like, and then eventually you'll make it to what you want to do. You yeah, know? Definitely. I think that's a good a good message to send to people um, to know that, hey, Nick figured out what he wants to do. Oh, yeah, he probably knew what he wanted to do when he was 19. No, he figured it out when he was 39, 38. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I just want to be an inspiration for some of these people, and uh, I want to inspire them. Like, I hope it sparks some of these people that are in recovery that come there, because mm -hmm. everybody loves the animals, you know. Like, so something sparks something in them to allow them to stay clean, because I want to have my place to be a non, like a, no, no drug use, yeah, nothing, you know. They, and uh, so I want to make sure nobody's doing anything like that, and. And if, if I feel like you are, then I guess, you know, I might have to drug test you. And, you know, I, you know, I just want to have everybody doing the right thing. And, and because I can't have people using drugs being working with service veterans. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not going to, it won't be good. <laughs> so um, I'm just trying to, you know, have somebody spark their interest and maybe like, wow, like this might be something they want to do. Yeah. You know, so they keep them going, keep on staying clean, uh, want to turn around and, uh, Maybe maybe one of these days sparked our image to become a a, a trainer one of these days mm -hmm. to get further in there, you know, like so it might change a lot of people's life, and I don't care as long as I change one person's life. That's mm -hmm. really what 
truly comes down to, man. Yeah. Uh, and I want to change my my view. I want to change the peop, uh, people's view. Uh, I want to change the community, the greater good of the community. And I'm trying to do a wonderful things, man. Yeah. I know. Sounds like it. It's going to be awesome when it all comes together. Like, it's like almost all the way together. Like, that's all. I'm like, I, I'm with the specialist of the 501c3. I have like all the check marks besides like a couple. Uh-huh. The, the the one thing I know I've never owned a business or done, but with a lot of stuff, and I would tell a lot of people, uh, this stuff doesn't happen overnight, right? And I'm sure you've been working on this for a while. Six and a half years, yes. man. I've been yeah. working on this on this uh, business, man. And yeah. uh, I, you know, I, this is what I, what I got to say about it, man. If it was if it was just gonna come easy, it wouldn't be anything to me, man. Yeah. This means so wholeheartedly means a lot to me, you know. Um, like I said, I'm an ex-addict. I'm an ex-felon. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a seizure dog. I want to give independency back to a service veteran. Sure. And uh, just like I, how I have independency, I want to, and I want to have it as like Jacob Taylor's One Stop People Shop LLC, where you find your true best friend. Yeah. You know, like I want to have like my my dog Amari. She's my true best friend, man. Like, yeah. like that's my that's my dog <laughs> yeah, right there you know like she means everything to me yeah. like she actually was in the hospital with me last night she yeah. rode on the ambulance the whole nine yards like she means everything to me man so i i feel like you know like she, she's another reason why i'm still here man mm-hmm. to keep keep me pushing keep me going like she's uh, i got a big heart for her man. sure, sure. Yeah, she has a special place in my heart and uh that's what I want to do. I want to have, give that to a service veteran, man. Like, you know, I messed up my life. I wasn't able to be a felon. I'm a felon. I wasn't able to, you know, get into the army. I actually wanted to, but man, I got myself in too much trouble. So yeah. it wasn't, that wasn't even able to even happen. You know, I guess a while back they had, uh, where felons would get in, or people were possibly about to get a felony. Um, they were able to uh, sign out their self to go into the army instead of having that felony and changing their lives. And, and my lawyer was trying to go that route, but uh, it wasn't able to happen. I was going to ask you. Yeah, because like, like, I actually had a decent lawyer, and right. he was really trying to work for me. And he, and he actually is my family lawyer, and he really cared you know, cared for the well-being, uh, well-being of myself. And yeah. he really was trying to, you know, because everybody knew I just, I, I actually was trying to help out an ex ex addict ex felon myself. You yeah. know that, that my ex was the one that got in. You know, actually, I was have, trying to help her kids gain back you know, the rights of her kids. She lost all rights of her kids, you know, from the state. Yeah. And then, then you know, also I found out she was using. You know, like, and I had a, like I I got a two bedroom apartment and I got a, a minivan. I could have got you know I had a boss that was willing to give me any pretty much any vehicle I wanted to as long as I would make the payments for it. Yeah. And I got myself a minivan trying to you know change her ways in her life and yeah. it just obviously wasn't us. We weren't right for each other, yeah. so it just didn't work. But yeah, like you know, and I I, I you know getting upset with her because she wasn't doing the right stuff and and this, that's all the reason why a lot of this you know it came about and but the thing is is like like i said blessings in disguise mm-hmm. and is actually i don't know a lot of greater good came out of it man and well, yeah. I, I, i'm really close with the lord i feel like i got a good relationship with the lord i feel like the lord is helping me i feel like the lord actually opened your eyes to my my text or my uh post on facebook i say that's the only reason the thing i saw was that, that, yeah. that post on facebook you know because honestly i i did uh that that day i actually Went and talked to uh, uh, Luke. He's actually the Cedar Creek uh, main pastor on Perrysburg campus. Uh, I reached out to him. They got uh, celebrate recovery. Yeah, I'm trying to recover. Uh, I want to try to get connected with a, uh, a recovery program. I want to get people in recovery, like I said, and, mm-hmm. and uh, to help out with something like that. And I'm trying to. I might be able to. That might be able to come about. He actually gave me all the information to get connected with them. So you know, reaching out to them. I might be able to expand their their program, and it might be able to expand mine. Yeah. yeah. So my organization that I'm trying to get together. So you know, more people I have, the better. Yeah. Even volunteers, you know, whatever, like whatever can help out. You know, anything. Yeah. Donations, anything. Like, uh, um, I'm about to be doing some fundraisers. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna probably right now, why it's you know winter time, doing some like online fundraisers. You know, on uh, Jacob Taylor's One Stop Pimple Shop LLC. Uh, 
Facebook page. I'll make sure to put it in the notes too, so people can see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Facebook page, and uh, from there, I'm gonna try to do some uh, fundraisers and try to, and then um, what I'm trying to do, there, it's gonna hit so many points uh, for the greater good for the community. I was even told by a lot of people that they just don't see me being turned down for the to get the five hundred one c three, and 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 it's not easy to put a five hundred one c three because if it was easy. Anybody and everybody would be doing it. Yeah, that's why they make it so hard. Sure, and that's sure. why I've been working on the business so long. But I never, until I recently, about a couple months, re- met up with a guy that's a specialist organization, uh, nonprofit organization, about putting them together. I didn't realize how close I was of getting everything together. So everything's like almost. I was there, man. I was the finish line. Uh, yeah, to the finish yeah. line. I actually have an eye on a location, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, it's actually on the, the old church off Sylvania Avenue, and uh, it's not being used right now, and it's a pretty good size. I like to hollow it out and, you know, have all that room right there to, yeah. to do yeah. wonderful things there. You know, and yeah. what what a better place, you know, in God's house. You an know? old church, yeah. Yeah, like an old church, yeah. I just feel like that'd be awesome. Yeah. And, uh I don't know. I, I'm pretty uh, proud of myself not getting so emotional, man. Like, yeah, I, I can't even talk to my, I can't talk to my dad about the business. Really? Like, like I get so worked up and emotional about yeah. it, man. And I just, I felt like, you know, you guys, nobody would really truly understood me if I could, if I was like whining and crying. And I apologize, but like, not That's trying okay to be like to that, that not trying to be like that, but like, yeah. it means so much to my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and once I see like even the first, my first client leave, you know, with a dog, man, that's going to touch my heart. I'll never forget that. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Well, good luck, man. Um, and I, oh, I, that's I, another thing. How everything stems. Uh, yeah. Jacob Taylor. That, uh, Jacob, Jacob is actually my son who passed away. Okay. So that's why I have it in Jacob Taylor's One Stop Pickle Shop LLC. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, so there's a lot of stuff that stems from me from this business that I'm trying to change for the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, good, man. I Like I said, best of luck. Um, I'll put uh, the Facebook page in the show notes people can click on it check it out um, I appreciate you coming out here man telling everything opening it up so much uh, I think uh, like we said right before the podcast if you can help one person like realize something then then you know we've done something just sitting here talking to microphones right so uh, I appreciate you coming out here man I really appreciate it man thank you for having me come here Thanks, everybody, for checking out this episode of the Nerdball Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're hearing this on any of the podcasters. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We're kind of coming at you two times a week now, audio and video. Check us out on all the social medias. Just search the Nerdball Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're out there. Uh, Gmail is the nerdball podcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email we'll be happy to get back to you thanks to real jp multimedia cuttlefish graphics perrysburg junior high stem lab and big daddy graphics for helping out the podcast thanks for listening we'll see you next time